What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special Friday edition of the Golf Stat Podcast. I know we always release these on Fridays, but this is kind of a special one. We were planning on taking the holiday off and not releasing anything this Friday, but uh, as you could tell probably from our last episode, uh, we had a I had a good conversation with Lance Ringler about all things collegiate golf rankings. Uh, of course, you know, we're going to do that again sometime, but funny story. I tried to wrap up the podcast, but as you know, some of you know, myself and Lance, we like to talk. So we had more to talk about past the buzzer, probably had another 15 or so minutes of talk, a little bit more unfiltered talk about certain situations. Uh, so after, after, after this segment, after you get done hearing my voice, you'll hit, you'll hear um, the end of that maybe as a little bonus episode. But what I wanted to do in the spirit of Christmas in the spirit of giving I want to give out a few Christmas gifts to a few teams and, and one player. Okay, so just something a little fun here. Let's keep in mind that uh, clearly I don't, or uh, these these gifts are all hypothetical. They don't mean anything. I can't actually give these gifts to teams. So let's not shoot me a bunch of rankings emails talking about how come you gave this team or that player that. Okay, so let's get started. The first one is kind of a joint gift. And I want to issue some wins to start the season for a couple teams. The first one, I want to gift an early season win to Arizona State men. And the reason why, and I'm, the other team's going to be the same way, is because they're the only top five team, if I'm not mistaken, that does not, on the D1 men's side at least, that does not have a win. And I think that, not that it's a, a blemish on their resume, clearly they're a very, very, very talented team, but there's probably going to be many out there that say, hey, you know, they don't have a win. That's different than the other teams that we see. So again, we've covered it on previous episodes. Auburn's the number one team in the country. They've got three wins. Vanderbilt has two wins. Texas Tech has a win, and it has some really strong finishes too. Then you get Arizona State in there at four with no wins on the season. Really tough schedule. They're in the top five or so in strength of schedule, so obviously tough to win tournaments when you're playing that tough of a schedule. Then you get North Carolina at five. They've got three wins. Stanford's got two. Illinois's got two. Tennessee's got one. Florida's got one, right? So we're talking about the only team in the top nine there that doesn't have a win. So just going on their schedule, their first event of the spring will be a golf channel event, the Southwestern Invitational, and they have a history there. Okay. So two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, which I, which was also the first year the golf channel televised it, they lost by three, but they did have David Pooge win. So they had an individual win and then obviously a strong showing with a second place win. The next year they followed that up with a pretty convincing win on the team side. And then David Pooge won again. So they've got a history of performing really well at the Southwestern Invitational. I'm looking for them to go ahead and get their first win of the season at that Southwestern Southwestern Invitational again. Not uncommon in college golf to go back to back years winning the same event. You know, sometimes you can get the same field where, you know, the, the same teams are invited historically to each of those, to each of those, uh, to each of those events. So maybe a similar field that we'll see this year and Arizona state will probably be a, the favorite, you know, unless we see a North Carolina, Texas tech, Vanderbilt, Auburn in that field. So yeah, I'm gifting a win to Arizona state to get off the, uh, to get off the, 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 uh, the best team without a win uh, moniker, I guess to start their spring. So then same thing on the D1 women's side. I'm going to go ahead and gift a win to South Carolina women as well, okay? And again, same kind of deal. It's a team I've been high on, but also I don't know if skeptical is the word, but I'd like to see a little bit more, okay? We're looking at them as well. So 
You've got Oregon right behind them as well with 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 uh, as a team that doesn't have a win in the top five. But South Carolina has been there right at that four spot the last two or three years now. And it's a team that we've wanted to see more from, especially when we talk about national championship contenders, about another team to lump in there with, you know, Wake Forest, San Jose State as a team that could give Stanford a push for a national championship. We want to see more. I want to see more. I won't speak for everybody else. I want to see more from South Carolina. Right. They've got a really good opportunity to do that probably in their first two events. So the first event they'll go out to is out in the Bahamas, the Nexus, uh, Nexus event at Albany, in Albany, Bahamas. I can't remember the official title, but they'll play there. That's not necessarily where I'm gifting them their first win or the one that I really got my eyes on. Um, I have no clue who's in that field based on what I can tell, unless it was a different name. I can't find if that tournament happened last year. I know they do it on the men's side. Auburn University hosts. They hosted that on the men's side last year. So maybe they're just flipping it over to a women's event this year. Not entirely sure. So I'll skip that one. Not worried about that one. But the one I've got my eyes on, the one I've got wrapped up under the tree for South Carolina women is their home event, the Darius Rucker. Okay. I was on site. We've golfed that rep has, a golf that rep has been on at that event for, for a number of years, but that was the first uh, women's only event, women's only collegiate event televised on golf channel last year as well. Um, great tournament. Obviously Darius does his thing and, and, and hosts a great tournament. Long Cove does a, a really good job of hosting an event there. Um, if I'm recalling last year too, South Carolina kind of had a good chance of winning it last year. And then final day, just didn't get it done. There was a final round comeback. Let me see if I can look that one up real quick. So I can get my details right. Yeah, South, <laughs> that'll be fun. South Carolina finished second last year, lost by nine to Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest actually looked like they had the first round or the, the oh, South Carolina, here we go. Let's try this again. South Carolina lost by nine last year, finished second place by nine to Wake Forest. They did move up, however, seven, five spots. They were they started the second day seventh and moved up to second to kind of make a really good run at it just to get into second place. They beat Arizona State, Baylor, Texas, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, Duke, Kentucky. Really good teams here, really good field. Wake Forest, again, was on another level last year, and they notched a win, one by nine. But this is South Carolina's home event, right? I, I would assume Wake Forest is in the field, but I don't have a field list. Whether they are, or whether they're not, or, or whether they're not, I, I'm gifting, I'm hoping and gifting a win, wrapping that under the tree for South Carolina to get their first one of the season at their home event on the Golf Channel, um, again to get that moniker of best team without a win possibly on the D1 women's side. I think what that would do from them not only, uh, not only instill some confidence in their team, uh, but especially if Wake Forest is in the, in, in the field. That may kind of um, kind of quiet down some of the questions of of the caliber of team that they have. If you knock off a big team like Wake Forest, which again we've all been really high high on, they had a, Wake Forest had a phenomenal fall. So that win would be um, a great way again to start that conversation to build some hype as we start to make that that spring season run, that conference championship run, regional, national championship, all that stuff. All right, so we've gifted two wins to Arizona State men and South Carolina men. Let's see if they, or South Carolina women. Let's see if that happens. My second gift is going to be a little bit more bubble focused. So a team that's been very, very interesting this year, Stetson. Okay, kind of a surprise for, for many, including myself. Um, but I'm 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 going to, I don't know if it's necessarily a win, but I, let's just call it, I'm going to gift Stetson and wrap a present for them to have a strong start to their spring season. Doesn't have to be a win, but I'm looking, so 
kind of the story of Stetson here. They were kind of a bubble team when we we're talking about ranking. They were right around that 70 number. Then, you know, you heard me and Lance talk about it last week where they were playing at a home event or they were hosting an event and maybe the teams weren't the caliber that they that's really typically you would see help a ranking. So they needed to really, really shoot some low scores, lengthen that strength of or that uh, stroke differential in order to move up. Okay, Lance said they moved up something like 30 spots in theirs. They moved, I, I did check it. They moved up 14 an hour. So they went from like 70 to 56, which I, th- I believe at this point would be inside whatever bubble number we want to throw around. But you still want a little bit more room for comfort, right? I, I, I'm sure, you know, coach would love to be 45 instead of 56 if they could help it, right? So uh, when we talk about programs like a Stetson, you know, that may not be in a Power 5 conference, the first thing you're going to think is, you know, what's their schedule look like? Are they getting into a lot of, big, big name tournaments with strong fields, so on and so forth. Right. And when they do, how do they perform? Okay. So let's focus on their spring schedule here. The first event that they have to start the spring is the Gator Invitational hosted by Florida. Okay. So I'm just on their website. Now their first event is the Gator Invitational hosted by Florida. Okay. That should be your first kind of ding, 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 light mole moment. Okay. We got an SEC team hosting a tournament. Who's going to be there. Let's take a look at Let's take a look at uh, who was in the field last year. So last year, Florida won their home event by 12 shots. They beat Oklahoma State, who finished minus 16. Okay, South Florida, Georgia Southern, Florida Gulf Coast, LSU, Jacksonville, Penn State, Florida Atlantic, so on and so forth. Okay, if that field's going to be anywhere similar to what it was previous year, you've got Florida, Oklahoma State, Georgia Southern. I would throw Florida Gulf Coast in there as well. There may be some other teams that are, you know, still in, in, in a regional bid type of thing, but you've got some top teams in there in Florida, Oklahoma State, Georgia Southern, all top 25 teams. I want to see what Stetson's performance is going to be like at that tournament to start the spring. Okay. Cause not that there's, I won't say there's pressure or anything like that, but we always talk about scheduling and playing good teams. And it's not about what you shoot, but it's about who you beat and when you beat them. Well, Now's that time, right? This would be the tournament that I think that if there's a really strong showing there to who I presume will be in in the field, this would be a good chance for Stetson to kind of solidify their 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 ranking spot for the rest of the spring. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, if they can have a strong showing there, move up, you know, double digit spots somewhere around there, and like we talked about, get from 56 to 45. I'm not going to say they're cruising to a regional, but that's that's kind of like a all right, take a deep breath, so on and so forth. So. My gift to them is a top three finish. That's my gift. And again, I'm not actually giving out gifts. I can't send this in the mail or anything. But let's see if we can get a top three finish at that Florida Gators Invitational um, and see what that does for a ranking. That's that's a, that's what I'm going to have my eye on. That's a gift I'm giving out. And then lastly, because I've talked about it from the very first episode, I have to give a gift to my man, AJ Ewart at Barry. Okay, the team is having a phenomenal year. AJ's honestly not playing terribly at all he's 48th in the country in division two men's golf which is still really really good okay i think of course what we're going to talk about is not the results that he's had the past two or three years right from a golf stat cup winner beating out all these other phenomenal d1 players right winning just about every event that he showed up to the last two years to now you know no win on the season He's got a teammate, I believe, that's ranked higher than him because his teammates had a phenomenal year too, right? He's he's been he's been balling out. So the gift I'm giving AJ, I'm gonna send it in the mail. Make sure it says Marcus L from Golfstat. Um, I'm gonna give him a six pack of Michael Jordan's secret stuff. We've all seen the movie, right? We've all seen um, Space Jam, right? And what it what it did for the for the Looney Tunes characters when they drank the the bottle that said 
Michael Jordan's secret stuff. And maybe they didn't actually get superpowers, but like, you know, shot of confidence. I can do some things. I believe I can fly. We remember the song, right? I want to see if we can get a six pack of that to AJ. You, you were pronto. Okay. Cause we got spring season coming. That team could be taken to a whole nother level if we get the AJ Ewart of the past two seasons. Um, so just, I mean, honestly, just a shot in the arm. I, you know, I, I just want to see some fireworks happen. So I'm, I'm going to send a, a, a six pack of, of MJ secret stuff to, uh, to AJ Ewart and see if we can get, if we can get the, the AJ Ewart of a couple seasons ago. So yeah, those are my gifts in the spirit of Christmas. Don't need anything in return. Don't feel like you have to send me anything. This is just out of the kindness of my heart. Um, so Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, again, we've got Lance Ringler after I'm done talking, even though I'm still going to be talking with Lance. Um, but this this section's a little bit more just kind of, we were just kind of kind of talking for a little bit. So I hope you enjoy it. Kind of Kind of a bonus episode here. So yeah, happy holidays. Peace. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the finals of the 2022 NCAA Golf Championship. Make it memorable, gentlemen. The the, the thing that I think that the one thing that I think that that coaches really benefit from from the golf week ranking is that stroke spread and understanding yeah. how to lay out a tournament. Like like, like I said, a lot of coaches will, when they go to an event, uh, and, and this pretty much curbs them on me and, and uh, as far as when they're discussing rankings, I say, all right, where's your next event? And they say, oh, we're getting ready to go here. I'm like, okay, do you have the field? Yeah, okay, get it. And then we go over and I show them how to do the stroke spread. I go, okay, there you go. There's every you're, you're, There's 15 teams there, and I go, you're the fourth best team in the event, and this is what you're going to lose by to one, two, and three, and this is what you're going to beat five, six – seven, eight, nine, et cetera. Yeah. And they're like, really? I'm like, oh, wow. And they go, and then I go, okay, what, what'd you do? Man, two of them are right on the number. Lance is like, exact. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, what were you? Well, well, we, you know, we were, we went, you know, we, whatever we did, we, we beat the spread against, you know, eight of them and, and, and lost to like, you know, the other, you know, so, so they came up a little bit short. So I go, okay, well, you're probably going to, you might drop two or three spots in the rankings. Really? Yeah. Because you, you didn't perform quite the way you're supposed to. And sure enough, they did. Or I'll have a school, a coach call me and, and they're like, you know, we covered the spread against every team but two. I'm like, okay, you, you improved your power rating. You're going to improve. And they improved. So that right there, when they see that, it's, it's, they, can, they can grasp it. They can taste it. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's one, the, one of the biggest things. And, you know, if you want to do talk about that in the spring a little bit more or something. But the other thing people don't understand too, and you know this, and, and this is something I always talk to Mark about, by the time you get to the spring season, these teams have played 75, 80, 90%. How much do you think you're going to move? I always tell people. Exactly. I go, if you're, I go, if you're, if you're, if you're taking a, 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 a class in college and you get down to one of your last tests, what do they always say? Oh, their final exams, 10% of your grade. It's only 10% of your grade. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you play, you, what's the other 90%? I mean, you have to bomb. You have to, I mean, that's, well, you know, we put, we finished, you know, the, well, they finished last at their conference championship, only dropped three spots. Yeah. Because it was 10% of their year. Actually in golf, it was like seven and a half percent of the year. It's, 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 it's always that. Yeah. And it's all, and it's always too, like, I'm going to throw the sec in there as an example, cause they play each other a lot. Right. And it's like, 
you you'll get one of those teams that isn't one of the stronger SEC teams, right? And they'll say, man, we you know we perform well at the conference championship or whatever end of the year kind of tournament, and we just beat this team by five shots. I'm like, dude, you just you're you're, you're one and four down thirty five shots. What did you want to happen? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just it's just not gonna happen. Kelly Cam Kelly Cameron called me a couple years ago. She coached at Washington State for about eight nine years. Okay, and she called me a couple years ago, and she was really trying. She's like, nice. I'm just trying to figure out my schedule and how, how I could do things. I go, okay, Kelly, I go, you want my opinion? She's like, yeah, I go quit playing the pack 12 teams all every week. Well, what do you mean? I go, I go, what? I go, how many times did you play USC this year? Oh, six. You're only six. <laughs> You're only six. And she's yeah. like, she's like, she's like, yeah, but I mean, it, it's good for recruiting. I go, okay. Are you, what are you getting? Yes. I go, <laughs> you just say, I go, and let's say one week you beat them. You're one in five. It does you no good. I go, quit playing those teams. I go, and that's what I was talking when I talked in, on the podcast there with you. The levels, if you're a mid, if you're a 50 to 125 team, go play those teams one time, give it your shot. Yeah. See if you can have, a, yep. you know, beat them or get, get close to them. It does you no good to play those teams week in and week out. Nope. Get to the Midwest, play the, play the teams ranked in the middle of the pack. Go one and oh, go one and oh. But, you know, that's what you can't, you know, then like you said, you know, I, do you remember the name Bob Bass? You know that name at all? No, I don't. He was a he, he, coached, he coached like Louisiana Lafayette or Lafayette, one of those for like forever. He might even be in the Hall of Fame. But way, way back in the day, this is going back probably 15 years. He called me one time. He's like, Lance. He goes, Bob Bass here. I'm like, Hey, Bob. And I knew it. You know, he's just he's kind of just didn't get things. He goes, I just want to let you know that we beat Duke this year, or no, I'm sorry, we beat Florida State this year, and we beat Duke. And they're still ranked way ahead of us. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Bob. I go, I go. And it just so happened that that was the year that I think Florida State and it was the same two teams. It was so ironic. That was the year that Duke went, won every game in the ACC in basketball. Okay. But they lost twice to Florida State. Okay. Like they were like, they, they were lost at home to Florida State. And I go, I go, I go, who's the better basketball team, Bob? Florida State or Duke? Well, Duke is. Well, yeah, but you know, Florida State beat him twice this year. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then he's silent. Like, he's like, well, you know, what's that got to do with golf type thing? I was like, everything. I go, it's a head to head ranking. I go, just because you beat a good team, it doesn't mean you're better or going to, you know. You know what's crazy, though? I, I will legitimately say that same hype. Like, and obviously you had a real, real example there, but I will say that same hypothetical thing and whatever. And I will still have coaches tell me that the better team is Florida State because they beat them twice. And I'm like, but guys, like, or, or gals, whoever, like, you got to look at the full thing here. Like, it's not just you and them. Nothing else matters, right? I'm I it's like, I a, I, yeah, I, I beat them. How come I'm not ranked higher than them? There are 303 schools right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just not how that and works. You lost, and then I, I go, how about that loss to, you know, right. Toledo? Right. Whoa, right. what do exactly. you mean? Well, how did you lose to Toledo? That Florida one State counts, too. To Toledo. That one counts, too. Yeah, you that's, know, that, so. yeah that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the good thing about it is, the good thing about it is the, the younger coaches, they're a little bit more educated. They kind of, they kind of see those things a little bit more, but I honestly think from if I really think this whole hardly markets, I think if you got rid of, if you were able to get rid of, and I know it's minuscule, I know you've run numbers and Mark probably the same, but if we could get rid of match play results, have everything be five count four and don't count 18, you would see the, the calls would shrink because I just think those things create so much, confusion in people's heads and little little things here and there i think i think everything i think the, the computer would 
would be more at ease. <laughs> you know, the rankings would be more at ease. I just think those things throw – I just think they throw wrenches into it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Even, even like, you know, the committee meetings I've sat in on where we do discuss those things, you know, I've always told the committee and I've told coaches too, I am indifferent either way, you know, because that's just simply like not what our job – you know, like we obviously – I, I guess specifically – you know, try to get my input where I feel necessary, but it's one of those, like the only thing that that's going to do for us is cut down on workload. Now I don't have to enter match play tournaments. Now I don't have to enter, you know, like it, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It's just one of those where like, you know, it's, it's one of those where like, once they make the rule, we have to try our best to massage it in there. So, you know, that kind of thing. So. And that's what I always tell people. And I always, I always tell them that I say, you know, when they start complaining about this or that, and I say, look, I go, you guys got to understand Mark, Mark had to kind of do those things. What's he going to do? You know, he could have probably come out and just said no to the NCA, but he, that wasn't, I mean, he, he wanted to make sure he tried to keep everything. He tried to, I don't want to say keep them happy, but he tried to comply. I mean, he's, he's a business. He always keep, keeps his business going and he's going to, and, and he made it work to the best of his ability. It might not be perfect, but that's what he had to do. I mean, I, I have the ability just to say, I'm not putting it in. Yeah. Right, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't have to. I don't, you know, and, and so I think if Mark given his choice, he would have done those things. But and, and, I, and I think too, it's, it's funny you say that because like, you know, just in my seven years experience now and being on those committee meetings, like, like there are things we can say no to, but then there's obvious things where it's like, I, we got to figure out how to make this work. So for example, one, I don't know if I ever told you this um, and maybe I did, but did you, did you know last, and we're still recording, which is funny here, but did you know yeah. last year <laughs> that, that big 10 women, six count four, they were about to let them do substitutions? What do you mean they were going to let them bring a seventh? I don't, I don't, uh, they were going to let them bring a seventh player. Oh my God. <laughs> and do substitutions. Wow. Yes. That's again, we're, we're recording between me and you. And I, I literally, I literally had to like, I was like, John, we cannot do this. We cannot do this. We cannot do this. Like there's absolutely no way that we can allow And I know I'm not a committee member, but I'm, I'm trying to save you all right now that if you let them bring a seventh player to sub for six count four, that would have been an absolute mess because the other part was too, no, no other conference is aware, aware that that was an allowable form of substitutions, right? Substitution was you bring a sixth player and you play five count four. because So that was the other thing too. They were throwing around sub rule that for, so for example, in the six count four, the sixth player is the sub, even though they're playing that day. That was the other part. Right. And I was like, no, because you're, you're not, that's not, that's not what substitution rule is. The, the sub has to sit, you know? So anyways, it, oh man. So that was one of those things that I like, I was adamantly like, no, we're not doing that. Well, the whole big 10 thing goes back. I mean, you know, Missy coached at Minnesota. And, and so I was very familiar with that whole, that whole process. I mean, it was so, I mean, you basically just back in the day, you would fill out your lineup on a piece of paper and then you basically would put a star that next to the player. You didn't want to, I mean, that's how, un, how archaic it was. And it was yeah. like, well, you know, and then we had a year and we wrote, and I can't find the magazine. I was trying to find, we've tried to find it. It's somewhere in a box, but 2000, like two ish or three ish, there was a year where, where that same thing happened with at the big 10, where we had a different winner on the board than what got turned in. We wrote a, a full page spread to open up to spread on this and interview coaches. And then for this year, for the, some of those coaches to say, well, we didn't know. I, I talk about it every other year. It happens. <laughs> I would tweet or something. And for someone like, 
I mean, maybe Jan Dowling or someone to say, well, we, we didn't know this. I'm like, what do you, I mean, and I get it. Maybe they were, were they weren't coaching in or weren't playing and weren't in tune, but I mean, sometimes it's just like, do you guys pay attention to anything else going on out there? I mean, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, they asked me last year and, and you know, I, I understand. And I think that's some of the, I won't say the problem, but some of where the questions can come from too. Like coaches are very insulated to me, right? Like, like they are sometimes very focused on what's going on in their realm of the world. Right. Right. So like I had exactly. coaches that we were at um, Fox cause I, I go to the big 10 women's championship. I go to that event every year and we were sitting, I think it was the final day. And they were like, Marcus, did you know, like the men don't have to designate a non-counter for six count four. And I was like, yes. Or like, were you all not aware? Of and they like asked like four or five different coaches there. And they're like, yeah, I didn't know that. And I'm like, yes, all you all yeah. have to do is literally just approach your committee members about changing that. And I promise you it'll get changed. Like if that's what you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like at this point, like you're almost holding yourself back because you don't know that the men's side doesn't have to do that, you know? So, and, and look, and look, and look how quickly that got changed again, right or wrong, whether or not exactly. we have six or four, but look how quickly that got changed. Cause it was simply an educational piece of, I don't think a lot of the women's coaches knew that the men's side doesn't do the same thing. Right. No, and it, 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 it blows me away, you know, the, how they, and they didn't even under, a lot of them don't even understand a lot of those things. They just, for whatever reason, they don't, they don't pay attention or, sure. you know, I've, I've had coach, I've had coaches tell me, you know, I, I, I had a coach and text me earlier this year who's been coaching for over 20 years. Lance, Lance can, can you explain, can you explain your rating? Your yes. Ranking? yes. And I've had this, I'm like, you've been on committees. Yes. You, you what? <laughs> Yeah. How do you know this answer? You know yeah. these answers. How do you guys not? I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy. ours. Our, our, <laughs> so, our common one with with coaches or like like in that kind of scenario wouldn't necessarily be like, how do you explain rating? But I, I get a lot of my player scoring average is seventy two, which is or whatever it is, which is which is pretty good. Now, how are they ranked two fifty? And I'm like, that's just not how that works. <laughs> that's not no, how that works yeah, at all. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you the Big Ten used to do this. So and and so way back in the day. Purdue Purdue started this out in the Big Ten. They were Purdue and Ohio State for the most part were playing a national schedule. Okay. And and but this is kind of weird. It's kind of you'll know what I'm saying. Purdue and Ohio State are playing a national schedule in women's golf. So what's that tell you? That Purdue and Ohio State are the two best teams in the Big Ten. Right. right? Yep. By far, Purdue was the best team in the Big Ten. Michigan State a little bit, but they were the best teams in the Big Ten. However, the rankings, the golf stat rankings, and the golf week rankings. Both always had Purdue and Ohio State, Michigan State players ranked better. Okay, yeah, because they're the better teams, yeah. right? And <laughs> those coaches, those coaches in the Big Ten, some of them at the bottom, thought, well, the only reason that those teams are ranked better is because they're playing a better schedule. Like, okay, well, you guys can tell yourself that that all you want, but they're, the reason they're playing a better schedule is because they are the better teams, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of like. You say that, but at the same time, that's the reason why. So they asked me if I would come up, if I could do a Big Ten ranking only using Big Ten, play, only Big Ten tournaments. So I end up, end up every year, I'd go through and I'd do it two or three times during the year. I'd strip out everything except Big Ten. So if we had a tournament and it was only Minnesota there, then I would only input because you are playing against your opponent for Big Ten status. So you would play. So it was just the five players. I, I rank every time. Oh, the Big I, Ten I see what you're saying. Every, yeah. So you're basically you know taking away all the players yeah. and teams that are not Big Ten teams in every tournament that a Big Ten team plays. Right. So, yeah. 
So if we had two ten, if, if Wisconsin and Michigan State were at the tournament, then I would just only have Wisconsin and Michigan State. If it was only Purdue at the tournament, then it would only be Purdue's one, two, three, four, and five playing against each other because they're still playing against each other for ranking purposes. So I went through and did all that for them. Um, it didn't change much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, I showed. And, and the one, the biggest reason was was Katie Fucher played at Penn State, and Penn State back in the day, they this is back when they had geographical. Uh, allocations and district allocations. So Penn State never played against the rest of the Big Ten except for the Big Ten. But Katie was a pretty good player. Yeah. But she got slighted a little bit because she they played they played you know different teams and whatnot. So so I only was able to compare Katie when she played the Big Ten players, and it still worked out about the same. But you know it it, it was just funny that you ha- how how they just can't understand that. I always tell people that all the time. I go, you do realize that the best teams usually gravitate to the best tournaments over time. That's just how that's, that's why they're the best. He's <laughs> the best. Tournament. You know, they, they, it's just, it is, you know, it's, it is what it is. I get yeah. it. But you know, I've been on this side of it for 20 plus years. So it, you know, coaches look at it from their point of view. I'm looking at it from everyone's point of view. Exactly. And, and, so. and that's always the biggest thing I always tell people too, or like coaches and stuff too, is like, I, you have the luxury of just worrying about your team. I've got to worry about all of them. You know, I got to look at all of them. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the different perspective that we have. Um, but yeah, let's, we're, we're definitely going to do this again in spring. I, I'll tell you a couple of yeah. ideas too, that like, I think it'd be good to have one maybe right, like right before selections time, which is going to be a crazy time for, uh, for me and probably for you too, but we'll, we'll try to make something happen then. I think it, cause then we can talk about more golf stuff as opposed to just ranking just, you know, what are you, what are you seeing? But then also, I think one of the ideas too, that we're trying to kick around is at the D one men's and women's, um, you know, kind of stealing the idea from whether it be a no laying up podcast of doing like, um, like a, a, a recap of each round. So whether it be one night, you know, if you don't have a whole lot of work to do, the round finishes oh, yeah. and then we go grab dinner or something yeah. and, and and record for 45 minutes to talk about, you know, that day and what reactions, that would be fun. And we have a different guest on there. We'll get, we'll get Frazier on there one time. We'll get Woodard on there if he's still, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, that would, that'd be cool. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm on board for anything. Cool. So. I appreciate it. This won't be the last time that you're a guest on this podcast, just, just so you're aware. So... Uh- yeah. All right. Well, cool. Keep me posted if you need anything and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Sounds good. See you, Lance.